If you're moving to New Zealand, there's lots of things to consider. Especially if you're moving from somewhere like America, there's the taxes and your pensions, healthcare system, all those things are different. One thing that you wouldn't think to worry about when you move to New Zealand from another English speaking country is are you gonna understand the lingo? They love to shorten words to one syllable and then add IE to the end of it. My neighbor asked about going fishing. He wanted to know if I had a wetsuit and I, but he called it a weddie. Well, all I heard was wedgie. In this week's episode, you're gonna meet Dan. Dan emigrated from America and is now living in New Zealand and today he's going to share with you everything he's come up against since he's been here. Let's go and meet Dan. Come on, come on, come on. Welcome to the NZ Ahead podcast. Everything you need to know about moving to and living in New Zealand. There's a whole world here. So nice to be with you again. We call Aotearoa on here, bro. We are your hosts, Liz and Brian. Amazing New Zealand in the Southern Seas. See, that's where I belong. That's home. Hello and welcome to the podcast. Today I am super excited because I've got a very special guest on. I've got Dan from Auckland. So hello and welcome, Dan. Oh, thanks for having me. Dan, uh, you are a member of our private NZ Ahead community group. You are a massive source of value to us. And I'm not going to say too much because I want you to you to tell your story. But yeah, I've been wanting to get you on this show for so long. I interviewed your wife, Sherry, delightful, lovely interview. And I'll link to that at the end of the show about moving to New Zealand. And I've always wanted to think, oh, I want to hear the other side of it. Because when you talk to a wife, you're always like, yeah, but I wonder what the husband thinks. So today we're right. just going to we're going to dive into what it's like for you to move to New Zealand as the other half and living in Auckland and changing your life. So later in life and starting again and your life in New Zealand, I can't wait to dive into all that. So can you just introduce yourself and tell us a bit about yourself? Okay, let's see. Well, uh, my name's Dan. Uh, I came from the Seattle, Washington area in the US. So Seattle, actually south of Seattle, about halfway between Seattle and Portland, Oregon. Beautiful area, uh, a lot of rain this time of year. And so right now in Auckland, it's raining, <laughs> feels like home. Um, we are, we have three kids. Uh, two of them live in New Zealand already, the oldest daughter and her husband, and then two grandkids. And then uh, my youngest daughter lives here as well. My my son, my our middle child, and his husband, they live in Portland, Oregon, but their goal is to get here as well sometime in the next year or so. Um, boy, that's probably it without too much detail, but, but uh, we're, we're very happy to be here. You're not going to get away with just that, Dan. I'm sorry, but that's not where it's going to stop. Right. Okay. <laughs> a few questions for you. <laughs> so what did you do back in the U.S. for a job? In the, yeah, in the U.S., um, I've, I've been a realtor, a real estate agent for 29 years back in the U.S. I, I loved my career, really, really thoroughly enjoyed it. I was also very active in our community, and it started from – just getting involved in one thing, pretty soon it became another. And and then suddenly I'm an elected official and I was an elected official for a total of 20 years, two different positions. One of them would have been like the councils here. Uh, it was a city, uh, a city council member. And then the other one was more of an industrial uh, um, part of a business, or I'm sorry, of government 
in the U.S. And so our job was to bring bigger businesses into our community. And I really love that, too. So just very active in my community. I loved what I did as a real estate agent. I love working with people. So when COVID hit, that was tough. I, I could not handle that very well. Suddenly there was nothing for me to do as an outlet. So moving here, um, it, we were ready for a change when we moved here, for right. sure. Even though we loved our jobs. So I remember when I interviewed Sherry, your wife, and she told me that you had like the dream you were living the dream in America. And it sounds to me like you were, it was like, you had this lovely house you had, I know your girls were over here, but you had, you, like you say, you were very prominent in the community. You were very, played a huge part in the community and you both enjoyed your job. So first of all, actually I've got two questions. One, how long have you been in New Zealand? We uh, we got here January fourth of last year, so just over a year, just, just over a few year. days over a year. Congratulations yeah. on that! So you've, you've done you. your first year in New Zealand. That's fabulous. And so, oh god, there's so much I want to unpack there. So first of all, what is it? What did you say you were? A, a, an elective, a, a community elective. Right. So government official, I was an elected position. So people vote on you for these positions, and and um, so I had to run for office six times. <laughs> Wow. That's always fun. But uh, but you 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 do that so you can make a difference. So you'd I'd see something that needed to be done better. And so I'd say the only way I can fix this is if I actually get involved. And so I would. I would run for office. I won six out of seven times. I lost one. But uh, but I was able to get involved and help make a difference. So things like a skateboard park in our community, I was instrumental in putting that together. Uh, revitalizing our downtown area, I was part of the group that put that together. We're bringing a whole development to that community that's going on now. I was a part of that. Just just stuff that you say, if you want to make a difference, you got to get involved. And so I did. And, and I loved it. It was really fun being that person. I love people like you because there's so many people that say, oh, this needs to change. You know, we need a new skate park. We need this. We need that. And they do, including myself, and you do nothing about it. And you think, well, I hope someone does something about that because that's what we need, you know. And and then you get right. people like you who put themselves out there and make that difference and make that change. So I, I, I'm in awe of you. I really am. I just think to put yourself out there like that and just and, and, and make that positive change, it it's fantastic um and that Thanks. is it's giving me as well this picture of you um because although we chat on the community on the on the slack group i don't i haven't really got to know you properly so i'm loving this so here you are in america um you've got this you're very prominent position in the community you must be very busy and you obviously loved what you were doing i can tell just by speaking to you that you yeah. absolutely loved that Whose decision was it to move to New Zealand and why did you want to move to New Zealand? Uh, I say that would start with our kids, quite honestly. they uh, We were on a vacation. Our kids from New Zealand were back home visiting and um, and I was so involved in stuff, just, just constantly going. And my kids said, Dad, we think we need an intervention. We need We think you need to slow down. And so... Part of that was I said, okay, if I'm going to slow down, I got to move out of this community because I can't stop what I'm doing here if if I still live here. So we put our house for sale in in Centralia where we lived and and moved up to Olympia, which is about 30 minutes north, but totally different community, much larger community. 
And um, and so that kind of started the process. We the house we we were moving into there was my parents' house. We had bought it from them years ago, used it as a rental, and we totally renovated it, thinking this is the house we'll live in for probably the rest of our lives. We'll go over to New Zealand and visit every six months or so, spend time with them, and just this would be perfect. And then COVID hit, and we couldn't do any of that. We finished our house, but we couldn't go visit. Um, we were pretty much isolated and I'm a people person that didn't work well for me. So we started looking at how do we change this? We got to change something. We got to change our life. And, and um, the idea of moving to New Zealand, truthfully, from the beginning, wasn't even a possibility because I'm 60 now. My wife is is 58 now and you couldn't do it if you were over 55. And um, but but there was a small window of opportunity that we snuck into last last yeah October and uh, the borders opened up for my wife as a nurse, and uh, that was our ticket in. But we were kind of work, even if we couldn't move um, to New Zealand, we were going to make a change. We we were just ready for that in our in our life. Right. So you you were committed to just like you like you say, your kids said, "Dad, you need to slow down. You're 60 now. Yeah. You need to just take a break, take a step back." And to do that, you felt like you couldn't. You had to move out the community. When you say you couldn't, I'm just interested, just a bit nosy. But you know, when you said, "Oh, we couldn't do that if we stayed where we were. I couldn't step out. Why not? Would 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 people just be like looking at you and saying, "Why aren't you doing your stuff, Dan? You know, where are you, Dan? Is that why?" Oh, probably a little bit of that outward, but mostly inward. I couldn't stop seeing things that needed to be ah. fixed that I thought I could help, that I could make better. And and so I, the drive came from inside me, more so from outside forces. Just just real quick to go back, the reason I first ran for office was we lived in, an, in a very nice little neighborhood, but our neighbor was a drug dealer, and the house on the other side of us was becoming a drug dealer house. I talked to the city about it, and they kind of said, well, there's not a lot we can do. And so I told Sherry, my wife, that, um, look, I'm going to I'm going to try to get involved and make a difference or else we're moving out of this community. And that was 25 years ago. And so I ran for office. I won. I made um, code enforcement a bigger priority for the city. And if you know drug dealers, they don't like to be messed with. So they like to do things like have garbage around their house and park on their lawn when they're not supposed to. And so we stopped all that and they started to leave. They started to leave the community and, and it worked. So that's what I mean about if I see something wrong, I feel like there's got to be a way to fix it. If nobody else wants to fix it, then I'm going to have to get involved and fix it. Oh, I can't wait to hear what you've got to fix in New Zealand. You must be looking around in Auckland going, oh, <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> okay, well, It's not to be track. negative. <laughs> Sorry, what did you yeah, say? We're not negative people. No, we're not negative people at all. No. We're not like we're looking for things to be wrong. We're just thinking of how could things be better? Exactly. And, and there's always opportunity for that. Exactly. I, honestly, I just I love it. I absolutely love it because, yeah, like I say, so many people oh, moan, 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 moan. People like you right. looking for opportunities to make things better for people. I think you're fabulous. So here you are in America. You've moved out. Covid's hit. You're 60 now. So are you not working? You were doing up your house, I know. But are you not working yeah. now? No, I was still a real estate agent, but if you know a real estate agent in the U.S., which is, I got to say is totally different than here, it's a, it's a different process. I was very involved in people's lives, helping them buy the house of their dreams, sell the house so they could do their next dream. That interaction with people was wonderful for me. But, um, but when COVID hit, you had to do so much of it from a distance. 
and and you lost that connection with people even in my office we used to i would go to the office i was one of those that liked to be in at the office but you couldn't do that anymore you couldn't be in an office environment so basically i was sitting at home every day um working from my computer and and i was still doing well i mean there was we were still fine financially from my job but and sherry's job but uh but just not feeling fulfilled just not mm -hmm. feeling that, that that passion for that i'd felt for the last 28 years at that point mm. okay so, so it, was ready. it was time for change time for a change had you ever been to new zealand before yeah so we my my older daughter and her husband have been here six years so we'd been here i think five or six times before to visit and really enjoyed it um and to be honest the drive wasn't them it was our grandkids Becoming a grandparent is the most amazing thing you will ever experience. At least it was for us. And we decided we want to be a part of these kids' lives. There's a, they're four and two right now. They were three and one and a half when we came. And, and I got to tell you, that has been worth every bit of angst in the process of getting here and, and, and the challenges we face. But when we're with those guys, it, it makes all the difference in the world. And we've realized that's what life's about. It's not about our careers. We're doing fine. Yeah. Okay. All right, then I'm keeping on track. So okay. I, love that, I love that. I love that you said you came over for your grandchildren. It's just that that it's, do you know what? I, it, this is such an interesting conversation because being with our community that we have on Slack, you hear so many stories. 99% of the stories of people who are moving to New Zealand, their biggest fear, their biggest heartache, their biggest challenge that they have to overcome is because they know they're moving to the other side of their world and they're taking the grandchildren away from their grandparents. And your heart just, it, it aches, like, you know, because there's it, there's nothing you can really, yeah. apart from saying, oh, you can visit and all the rest of it, it's still a massive pull. So to have you saying, Oh, we just followed them. You know, we came over. That's it's just it's lovely. It's just and I, I'm sure this is going to be a massive, a, a massive help to people who are sitting there thinking, will my grandchildren ever, you know, see their grandparents again? Because you're making it sound you're making it sound really easy as on a mindset thing. It's just like, yeah, we wanted okay. to be with them. So we went over and spent time with them. I know not everyone can emigrate to New Zealand. I know that that every grandparent can't, right. but just that the fact that you you've shown that 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 from on the other side grandchildren are just as important to you and you're willing to make that you know that effort to be and, yeah. and see them you forget that as a parent i think you forget that you think it's all about you and all about your children and what they're going to miss out on and it's lovely to hear the other side of it from the grandparent side of it so thank you for sharing that that's yeah. that's that's great well yeah, and I can say that when we were back in the U.S., we did a lot of Zoom phone calls. We did a lot of WhatsApp phone calls, all that kind of stuff. And and we would spend, I mean, typically four or five times a week, we would talk to, to the kids for an hour or so each time. It really felt like we were connecting. But, boy, that, that, that touching, feeling relationship is so important. And I can say that our grandkids with their other grandparents, they still do that stuff because those grandparents still live in the U.S. And they have a great relationship with them, too, but it's different. And we wanted that. We wanted more than that. And we never felt like we should try to push our kids to move back to the U.S. We knew that they were here for a reason and it was important to them. And so we were the ones that could make 
based the sacrifice, but it, it even that's the wrong word because it's not been a sacrifice. Mm. It's been a joy the whole mm. time. Mm. It would have been a sacrifice to stay in the US. Yes. Yeah. So Dan, I know that you said Sherry was able to come over because there was that little gap in the market. I remember Sherry telling us about that. About yeah. There was that little gap in the visa yeah. requirements and they were like, oh, you know, don't care about your age, just come over, you know, and it was, it just, yep. you, you acted on that quickly. Was there any time, because like I say, you're a busy guy, you're, you're very active in the community. Was there any time that you thought, well, what am I going to do in New Zealand? You know, when I get to New Zealand, what am I going to do? I'm sure Sherry was busy planning her job and, you know, all the starting at the new hospital and things. How did you feel about that? How did, was there a time that you thought, oh. Yeah, uh, I can honestly say not really. Uh, I think that I was, I was ready for a change. I didn't know what that was going to be at any time, but we weren't, we weren't fearful at all. That the fear was, is, is the process, but we weren't fear about getting here and moving here at all. Uh, the process, as you well know, through your Slack group and the Slack group is is full of of unknowns and you don't know until maybe sometimes a day or two before you have to make the next move and and so that's challenging but but we always knew this is what we wanted to do and get here so for me to what am I going to do when I got here we just figured we'd figure that out once we got here And when you arrived, did you, and Sherry went off to work, this is, this is what I'm picturing in my mind. So there you are, you're yeah. right. And I know you've got your family, but they must, they, your, your daughters must work. Do they work? So they're not like, around the yeah. whole time, are they? And you're living in Auckland. Is that right? You're in Auckland. Correct. Yeah. Or Rewa specifically, right. or Red Beach area. Yeah. So north of Auckland, about, about 30 minutes. Okay. So you're in Auckland and Sherry goes off to work. And that first day that your grandchildren weren't there and your daughters weren't there and Sherry's at work and your dog hasn't arrived yet, because I remember you were waiting for your dog to arrive. <laughs> what did you think, right. Dan? <laughs> what did you think? Did you think, what did you think? <laughs> you know, I was, I was ready for, for life to slow down a little bit as well. I mean, so for me, it was, it was hard to, how do you slow down? That's hard to even think of how to imagine that, but I didn't have any choice either. So I went for a lot of walks. Uh, we lived close to Stanmore Bay Beach at the time, and I'd walk down to the beach and along the beach. Um, unfortunately, I watched more TV in probably three months than I've watched in my whole life. <laughs> but but I think that was just part of the process, too. And then I also wanted to be the one that explored a little bit and got to know the community a little better and and figured things out because Sherry didn't have time and she's fine with just me showing her, Hey, here's where I found is the best place for doing this, or here's where we need to go to do this. And, and, uh, and I became the person who did all the shopping, um, which I hadn't done much before. I mean, I know how to shop, but, but not, or cooking. I did more of that than I've ever done in my life. I got to say, it was really a very pleasant thing. I, I it never once felt like I'm missing out that I'm, that I'm not doing. The only thing I don't like is the fact that I'm not making any money that, that I didn't feel my worth because I wasn't contributing financially to, to the family. But Sherry's been great about that too. And said, look, don't worry about it. We're fine. So, uh, and then I was helpful to my kids. I, I helped babysit, help go on trips with them when they want to go to the zoo. I've been to the zoo probably a dozen times at least this year. And, and those are experiences that, man, most people don't get. So I'm really thankful that I've had that. 
It's really interesting what you say about not contributing financially, because I think as the partner that comes over that can't work, because you is, is it right that you can't work in New Zealand yet, even if you wanted to, you can't. Is that right? Tell me. Well, that, that was only for a short amount of time. Yeah, for about three months, I had to wait until we had um, a three year visa. Uh, work visa and then and then it wasn't and then I could work then I had a work visa that came at the same time uh, but then now we have resident visas so I can do basically whatever I want here we're, we're here for good uh, as long as we renew until we get our permanent visa then we don't have to renew those anymore but that's two years down the road right so you we do have resident visas now right oh congratulations that's fantastic yeah yeah well done <laughs> yeah so I can work yes well, what are you doing sitting here chatting to me then get out and earn your crust you know lazy well you're paying you're paying me for this <laughs> oh yeah you? i forgot about that <laughs> you're getting a good wage for this <laughs> that's right that's right no it's interesting what uh, you say about that though dan because i felt exactly the same when i came over i left i mean i left a job in england we came over here brian was working full-time as a plumber and I was just sitting yeah. at home and I started making bread and I was taking the kids to school and picking them up. And I just felt so redundant. That's why I'm so interested to hear your side of the story, because um, yeah. I did. I felt like I, and, you know, I couldn't work for those first three months either. I think it was six months or something. And but what I was going to say to you is, isn't it funny how we underestimate just how much value cooking the meals, going and getting all the shopping, cleaning the house, being there as a support for the other partner we under we it's almost because we're not getting paid for it we don't value it as much and it's just it's not true that is it it's it's, right. it's such an important part of the whole moving process to have that person at home that solid person being yeah. that source of strength you know you know and i would say that probably out of the ones you mentioned and the cooking the cleaning the shopping all that kind of stuff which I've done, I, I'm the primary person for those now, but the biggest, the most important thing is being a support for the person who is getting over here because they're dealing with a whole new world with new expectations, new people there. And, and it's really hard to prove yourself to a new environment. You know what you know, you know what you're capable of, but how do you let other people know that in a whole new culture? That's That's probably the biggest challenge. So I have found, and Sherry would agree that that the biggest part for me has been in a support for her and encouraging her along the way. And I'm sure it was the same for you and Brian, that without you, it would have been really tough for Brian to get settled in and be okay with cleaning septic tanks. And, but you know, it's just, it's having that other person that's, that's there saying, Hey, it's okay. We'll get through this. Yeah. It's okay. Sherry worked night shift for a while, which she hated. And she just, that just was awful for her. And, um, but, you know, I, I just kept trying to talk about how important this is to know the systems, get to know the the healthcare system over here. Now she's working a job which is totally different than that. But if she hadn't worked those night shifts and worked at the hospital, she wouldn't be as good at, at what she's doing now. Mm. That gave her a chance to see how the healthcare system in New Zealand works and how it can be better. Oh, I, I love that, Dan. Well done. Well done, you. You know, well done us. Well done. Well done the person that comes over with the other one. And like you say, it's such a valuable, it's such an important role that, that we have, like you say, to just yep, I be think there so. and support. Absolutely. Um, with me, Dan, it was slightly different because I had little kids and I went to school yep. and I could try and make friends. It was so hard, honestly, that first 
year yeah. for me was it was because I am not an outgoing person. I don't make friends easily like you you say and you do. So I really struggled. But how when you say you've made friends in the community where you are, how are you doing that? How tell me how that what that looks like. So truthfully, I would say we really don't have very many friends. I mean, that's that's but we but we also feel okay with that. We've made friends with the Slack group. Definitely. Some of them have become good friends that, uh, and some I would call and, and rely on for good advice. I've done that with some of them. So that group has been wonderful for us. Mm. Um, and then of course we have our kids. I would imagine it's a whole lot more difficult if you don't have somebody here already, then we would have felt the need to get out and get involved in something. Um, we've always been a part of a church someplace. We're not doing that yet here. Uh, we're, we're, um, and we're we're enjoying just kind of being ourselves for a little while, taking a break and spending time with our with our kids and our, our family. Mm -hmm. So we will. I think probably the big thing for us is when we buy a house, then we'll start to get to know more people in that area. And that'll be great. Mm -hmm. But uh, but if we if I had to list the number of friends we have right now, it's mostly people Sherry's worked with. And and that's about it. Right. I meet people on the trail around the estuary. But uh, and I talk to them sometimes. But that's about it. Oh, if only these people knew what a lovely guy is walking past them on their walk and on the morning walk. It's just like, oh, <laughs> you'll 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 find your people. I'm sure you'll find your people. And like you say, you sound like to me like you're doing a a great job already. And yes, it does help, doesn't it? I had my mum here, and it 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 does help, and my sister and everything. And you feel yeah. for these people that come over. Can you imagine coming over? I've got so much respect and just like admiration for these people that do it on their own. They make that move over on their own. And some are single parents and you just think, oh, that would be so tough. You know, it yeah. would be hard. So, yeah, I think we had it easy, didn't we, Dan? Me and you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I'd call it easy, but easier. No, no. Well, talking about that, talking about having it easy what was your what would you say was your biggest struggle that you when you moved to New Zealand and I mean, it all sounds very lovely but there must have been something that you struggled with is there what is there anything you can share yeah for me personally probably that not being known and and so so having no experiences here um I would say that's probably been the most challenging thing is going from being involved in so much, being known by a lot of people to not being known by anybody. And that, and that's taken a while to get used to. And now I'm very comfortable with it. But I have to say one of the benefits of that was um, I was sit, I was walking around the estuary one day and there's benches around there. And I was sitting there with my dog at my feet, just looking out and, and I'm sitting there for about 20 minutes and I'm thinking, Six months ago, there is no way I could have sat on a bench for six for 20 minutes without thinking there's all these things I got to go do. Mm -hmm. And so it was really nice to relax like that. Um, so I I forgot your question, to be honest with you. <laughs> That's because you're so, you're, I, I could just see you. You love your life in New Zealand, don't you? I can really see this. This is perfect. I, for I you. love life. Yes, I can see that. Oh, yeah. it's gorgeous. But my question to you, and you might not have had any struggles, but my question to you, was there something, was yeah. there anything that you struggled with? Yeah, from, from a, probably from a, I mean, specifically, yes, it's a challenge to not be able to buy what you want as quickly as you want in New Zealand. That's one that's kind of like, okay, if you want something, you got to wait for it. Um, 
the familiarity is probably the biggest one that's been the challenge. But I have to say, we, we're, we're very happy, even though we miss some things in the States, we also don't feel like there's any desire to go back to that life either. So as far as missing, I think we've found enough to feel very comfortable here in a life here that could be the assumably is the rest of our lives. And, and so we're fine with that. Um, but I think probably the biggest challenge is just that knowing that we gave up probably a, a retirement that was very secure to a retirement that has some questions to it, that we don't know what the future holds here. Um, giving up that familiarity, knowing everything, where, where to go. Like I had a flat tire. I didn't even know where to go for a flat tire. Who's a good shop to go to for a flat tire. You know, it's just that kind of stuff yeah. that you miss yeah. on a daily basis. <laughs> and then you go to the grocery store and they could be out of anything that day. Right now it's eggs, but for a while it was toilet paper or paper towels. And another while it was mints. You couldn't find mints anywhere. It's like, no matter when you go shopping, there's going to be something on your list that's not going to be there that time. That never happens in the U.S. They mm -hmm. always have everything. Or if you want limes, you have to wait till they're in season around here. You can't oh, just limes. go and get them. We can't afford to buy limes, Dan. <laughs> not with the money we're paying you. I mean, no, that's far too expensive for us. <laughs> no, on a serious right? note, limes, they're so ex they're ex I don't know what they're like in Auckland, but in New Plymouth, they're extortionate, yeah. like, you know, $2.50 or $3 yep. for a tiny little lime. It's like, why? This is New Zealand. Yeah. You know, you grow them. Why? Right. No, don't get me started <laughs> on that, Dan. <laughs> but it sounds to me. There's always something. That it, there is, there is yeah. something, yeah. yeah. But do you know what I'm hearing from you? It sounds to me like, yes, you say your biggest struggle is not being known. And I can completely understand that, you know, just coming over. It's weird when you move to a to New Zealand because it's like someone gets a cloth and just goes like that on the whiteboard of your life on your experience, yep. isn't it? And all of a sudden, right. like you say, you're not, although you are that person, you're not, you, ha you haven't got those experiences, those memories that not memories, but you know what I mean? It's just that this is who I am and I carry on being that person. Yeah. It's almost like you have to start yep. again completely, which I think in your, and I think this is a positive rather than a negative. I know it's uncomfortable to go through, but it sounds to me like you wanted that change and people who move to New Zealand want that change. And it's the perfect opportunity to do that because it's like, yeah, this is the new, you know, this is the new part of my life that I'm going to embrace. And yeah, it's, it's coming over as a, a much more positive than a negative. I've got to be honest. Yeah, I think I think you're right on that. I mean, it's certainly not something that we would say um, we fret about, and it's not ego that I want to be known. That's not what I'm trying to no. say. It's just that that you didn't have to prove yourself to anybody, and, and here nobody knows anything about me, which is which, like you said, I think is very true. You're ready for that. It's okay. Um, so yeah, no regrets. I just that's I just keep coming back to that. No regrets. It's different. Ryan Bevins keeps saying that New Zealand is is the same but different, and yes. it's that different part that you kind of have to figure out, and it takes time. We've been one year. I feel very comfortable one year, but in five years, I know I'm going to be even more comfortable with uh, with this life here compared to what we had there. We never look back, going, "I wish we hadn't left. I wish we hadn't. I wish we still had this." We don't do that. Right. Is there anything in New Zealand that? Um that you totally weren't expecting and that has happened or you've shown up for you and you're like wow i never expected that and it's just been 
blown you away. What is the one? Is there anything that you can think of like that? Yeah, the first thing I'm not right right off the bat when we came off the airplane and and started driving around, come up to our area. One thing about New Zealand, it, it is so clean and that's that's unique. America, you have garbage cans, what we call garbage cans, you call it refuse bins, or now I call refuse bins, but uh, rubbish bins. Um, they're everywhere in America, but they're but it seems like they're never used. There's litter all over the place. And here there's not. Graffiti, yes, you get graffiti here, but it is nothing like what we would see in our community in America. So just that pride of community, pride of your person in New Zealand is is truly magical that, that you don't find in a lot of places. And so that was probably the best positive thing that I think stood out right away is these are people who think different about the world, who think different about themselves, about their community than what we've lived with for our whole life. And it's very refreshing. It's very, it's very wonderful. Um, on, on the other side, I found out I have an accent. I didn't know I had an accent, <laughs> but apparently in New Zealand, I have an accent. And, and so it's different because suddenly I'm a minority in a, in a community that I've never been that before. Even when I say my name, when I say Dan, people go, say that again, Dion, <laughs> I say it different than they do. So it, you know, I usually have to say it more than once. So I even thought about just not saying my name, saying somebody else's name, saying <laughs> Brad Pitt or something. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's funny. Like at a restaurant. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's just, it's just, it's funny, but it happens all the time. People don't understand me sometimes when I say certain things. And then just learning the language too. <laughs> it seems like uh, they love to shorten words to one syllable and then add IE to the end of it. So like telly instead of television. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Or or uh, my neighbor was telling me, asked about um, going fishing. He wanted to know if I had a wetsuit and I but he called it a wedding. Well, all I heard was wedgie. <laughs> I never heard of it called a wedgie before. So I'm going, no, thanks. I'm fine. I don't <laughs> you <know>? but, <laughs> see a <you>, weirdo. <laughs> but it's just yeah, it's just getting used to those differences of language. I think that that more so than I will than I was expecting, mm. but it's wonderful too. It's, you know, we, we do enjoy it. It's harder for me to incorporate some of the New Zealand terms and especially the Maori. And I'd, I'd love to, I want to know more, but it is harder, especially as you get older to, to understand how, how words are said differently Yes, in yeah. a new environment. And you know what, it's just a case of, because when we first started this channel and we were saying lots of Maori words and it was, <clears throat> I yeah. was always very aware that I would say them wrong. And, but what I've learned through, <clears throat> excuse me, through YouTube is the Maori people are very, very forgiving and very, very understanding. And as long as you're making an effort to say their words properly, you know, just, just, yeah. just give it a go. That means more than anything. I think it's when people are just like, Oh no, I can't, I'm not going to give that a try, but you, I was, I was the world's worst. I was so, uh, um, self-conscious of thinking, Oh no, I can't say that because if I say it wrong, I'm going to really disrespect people, but it's actually the opposite. It's just give it a go, yeah. do what you can. And as, as you know, just make that effort to just embrace the language and just, yeah. I'm sure that I'm sure you'll be absolutely fine. It's and it's such a beautiful language as well. I mean, you, you can. Yeah, it it's is. just it's gorgeous. You know, just the words. 
you don't want to say it wrong because like I say, you don't want to, you want it to sound beautiful as it's supposed to sound. But yeah, I, I, that's what I've learned anyway. I've just thought, just give it a go. Just, just, yeah. And, and people will always help you and say, oh no, it's not like that. It's like this, like, um, yeah, it's just like Topo. We, we were, we, when we first came here, we said Taupo. We thought it was pronounced Taupo. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, but we yeah. did that. We thought that's how it was pronounced. And then um, we had a Maori friend come and stay with us. And he said, just remember your big toe and the cat's paw. So it's toe paw. And I thought, and it never, <laughs> we never forgot it. And that's all you need is someone just to give you that little nudge or little, you know, to program, reprogram your brain to say things differently. And that's how you learn. But right. they say it's so hard when you're older, isn't it? Because yeah, as kids, they just pick it up like that. But yeah, it's it's harder to learn when you're older. Well, and I'll be honest with you, part of that is the reason I haven't tried too hard to get a job because I don't, I don't want to, because it's harder for me to say but words sometimes, and and so you don't want to look stupid sometimes, and um, especially in a work environment, or or even spelling, because you, you use the kind of the the British version of spelling, so a lot of words are spelt different than what we would spell them in the U.S. So it does make you self conscious about. Am I going to say it right? Am I going to spell it right? Am I going to use the right pronunciation? And and so sometimes it's easier to just say, I'll just I'll just back off. I'll just stay away for a while. Mm. Don't Dan, don't don't think like that. Honestly, just 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 say exactly what you've just told me because Kiwis, you know, New Zealanders, Maori, they just that's all they want is just the real just give it a go, just give it a go and just say, I hope I'm yeah. not saying this wrong or excuse me if I say this wrong, you know, I'm still learning, but yeah, I, that's what I love about New Zealand is, and I know exactly where you're coming from because our biggest thing was when we live near France, you know, we're in England, you go over to France and you try and talk French. And if you didn't get it right, you were ridiculed. And, um, you know, I yeah. know people will argue against me with this, but I'm telling you, I worked in France and it was, I knew, I know what it was like when you're trying to talk and they go, quoi? As if like, what, what is it you're saying? And then you'd shrink yeah. back and think, oh no, I'm not going to say that again. And I brought that insecurity with me to New Zealand. So like, a, you know, but, but if you, if I can give you any advice, that's what it would be is just, no, just be open and honest and upfront and give it a go. And you will be embraced enormously. No Kiwi will ever say to you, oh, you're not saying that right. You're stupid. They won't. I'm telling you, they won't. Yeah. So you just give it a go. Well, I'm not too shy either, if you can tell. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> oh, Brian's off for his appointment. appointment. So go steady, Dan. Okay. Uh, we've got to catch up. Yeah, take care. <laughs> no, you won't cut it out. Okay. He's going for his haircut. See you, Brian. Oh, I could just talk to you for absolutely hours, Dan. But I know that I'm gonna. I'm, I'm, I've been going on a little bit. But look, how how is Auckland? How are you liking Auckland? Auckland is is very nice. I mean, it's a it's a big city, but quite honestly, it's a small big city. It's only one point four million people, which sounds like a lot, but it's certainly not as big as most big cities that you that we've been around. So it's still very, very comfortable. You can get anywhere. There's traffic, definitely, but there isn't every big city. But what we like is we're close to everything that uh, that we could use. And we're also, since we live in the outskirts, we're, we're close to seeing the rest of New Zealand that, um, that people say is not Auckland. And, and so we've done quite a few trips up north from here and really enjoy that as well. But on a daily basis, it's just nice to be... Um, where we are it works mm. out perfectly for us mm. 
So no complaints there. But I would like to see South Island a little more. Uh, we were in Christchurch for MIQ and we had to stay in that. But And I'd love to explore that area. But pri truly the priority for us is to be close enough to our grandkids. So right now we're 30 minutes away from them. And, and that's about as far as we'd want to live. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you told me earlier on that you'd had your first sleepover with your your, your granddaughter. Was it your granddaughter or your grandson had the first sleepover? Yep. Granddaughter. Yeah. Oh, lovely. Yep. Lovely. That was really fun. Yeah. <laughs> and I bet you just thought, I bet I, I can imagine you just going up and tucking her into bed and just thinking, oh, this is what we did it for. This is, you know, this is what yep. we made all those sacrifices for. And just, it's a big move. It's a big move that you've made. And, and, and I know you're saying that you, you know, you were drop, you were coming, stepping back from the community anyway, but it's a big thing that you've done, Dan, a real, that you've both done, but it's, 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 it's huge. And New Zealand has got, I hope New Zealand realize how lucky they are, they are to have you here, to have you both here. <laughs> Honestly, I did, this is what I love well, about thanks. this community is just the people that we have in our community. You bring so much, you just, you're, you're gorgeous. You, you're gorgeous and you bring so much value to New Zealand. You know, it's, uh, you, you can get people on comments sometimes, people that don't know what they're talking about and they'll be like, oh yeah, we don't need more people in New Zealand. And you think, I wish you knew the people that, that I know. I wish, and this is why it's great doing interviews like this because yeah, I bet people are watching this and thinking, yes, we are. I'm so glad that you, you, you came to live in this country and I can't wait to see, you must be, is there anything that you're thinking, oh, just get on in there and be the, you know, I could be the mayor of Auckland and change all this. I could do this. <laughs> Have you got any desire whatsoever to get back into the public light and, and do that sort of thing? Yeah, I don't know. You know, every time I've been involved in something, it's because something happened and then it striked struck a nerve in me that was like i need to be i need to help i know i could help make a difference and so it's like suddenly you had passion for something i haven't found that yet in new zealand but that doesn't mean it's not going to come i think there will be something that i say yeah i this is something i want to get involved in and be a part of and i think truly for us it's it's until we own a home we still feel like visitors. We still feel like this is temporary. And so our goal this in the next few months is to find a home, buy it. So we're definitely watching the real estate market. We're definitely trying to watch uh, how prices are going down and when's the best time to make the move. But but we can now. So as soon as as soon as we find the right house and the right terms, we will that'll that'll give us that sense of home, sense of belonging and and I think for me, that'll make all the difference in the world and what else we do here. Mm. So have you been in the same rental that you was, that you started out in? Have you, have you been in the same rental throughout? No. No, that one was furnished and it was small. It was just a one bedroom and it was perfect for about three months. But our stuff, because we shipped over a lot of things, our stuff took almost seven months to get here. Uh, at about five months, we moved to a place that could take everything that we brought, which which wasn't a lot, but um, but we needed we needed an empty space for that. And so where we are right now, we're here until May. Um, so we're, our goal is, of course, to not have to renew a lease, is to actually move into a house sometime before that happens. But um, so this one's nice. I mean, it's it's clean. I know some people have had some terrible experiences but for us this has been very nice mm -hmm. um we pay 680 dollars a week for it 
which may seem outrageous, but that's the market where we are. And you could certainly do a lot worse than we are for $680 a week. Yeah, I was going to say $680 doesn't seem, I mean, when you know what, I don't know if you've heard my latest news, but there's a yurt going down the road and they're charging <laughs> yeah, 600, yeah, 600,000 for a yurt, Dan. I'm like, that's so, crazy. It is crazy. It's crazy. Um, <laughs> no, that sound, actually sounds quite good for around Auckland area. So that's that's a positive. Well, you think about it. Yeah. I mean, from the real estate side, I'm thinking we're paying $680 a week, which is about 35000 a year. We're buying a house. We just don't get to own it when we're done paying for it. Yeah. <laughs> Some, the, the landlord does. Yeah. <laughs> so I'd rather that be going into us instead of them. So um now we're just excited to be at that point to be back to homeowners and and have that feeling of home again now we just have a place to live i can't wait to catch up with you when you um let's do another podcast um when you when you've got your home and yeah you're another six months down the line and i just want to say before you go as well that this is another podcast like whenever i talk to people i'm like oh that would make a really good yeah. podcast <laughs> you are like i say you're you're a member of our private community and you you have been so incredibly helpful i remember seeing a thread we've got a lot of people from the from all, all over the world actually in that community but a lot of people are from the us and they were selling their home and you did this massive post on how to best sell your home and how to what to look for and how to it was so helpful, Dan. And I was just saying to Brian, uh, Brian earlier, wouldn't it be great if you did like, um, you know, if you if we got Dan to talk about the whole process of selling your home in America and then moving here to rent and then moving on and then buying a home in New Zealand, because it's that those three stages, isn't it? I just yeah, wanted, yeah. To, I wanted yep. to say to you publicly, thank you for for what you give to that group, because yeah, I remember reading it and I was thinking, where else could you have that <laughs> inside information from a US real estate, real, what do you say, realtor, realtor, you call it? Yeah, re realtor, yeah. Realtor is an organization in the, and it's and it's international, but it's primarily in the US. But it means you've, you've met, you're, you're, you agree to a set of standards and a set of ethics that, uh, that kind of to set you above um, everybody else who's not a realtor. And that's not to say the rest are, are crooked or bad, but as a realtor, it means you've said, I agree to work by these ethic rules, which, and the biggest one for me has always been to be a teacher to my, to my clients, to help them. I don't make decisions for them, but they need to know what I know so they know how to make good decisions. So everything from home inspections to which lender to use, is this a good interest rate that they're charging me? Are these good fees? Um, all those things that go into the process of buying or selling that they have no experience at, where I've done it probably 1,500 times. So mm -hmm. you know, use my experience. I'll teach you what you need to know to make good experiences. And, and if I can do that in the Slack group, I love that stuff. I, I love trying to help people. And they do the same for me, quite honestly. I mean, some of those people have been a tremendous help to us as we've tried to maneuver our way through this process some of the responses to our questions have equally been as impressive so um so yeah we're just one big happy family there aren't yeah, we and we're helping yeah. each other out yeah that's what i love about it dan that's what i love about it is just it is it's it, it's just like a big family that just looks out for each other and yep. just helps in any way and when i saw you guys meeting up in auckland 
you know, and sending us the pictures and posting the pictures on our group. It was just, it, it was just so heartwarming because that's what it's all about. It's yeah. about not feeling alone and that sense of community, isn't it? And just, just having each other's back and yeah. So thank yeah, you for that. And say it publicly, we're there to help anybody else that needs help too. If they have questions, they're more than welcome to get a hold of us, reach to reach through the Slack group and reach out. We've done that with a few people and Ryan's been a tremendous help to me with questions I've had. So certainly kudos to, to some of the other members as well that have, that have helped us. We will, we will do the same thing. Yes. You guys did a great job in setting this all up. So it's different than the other groups that I've seen on the internet and, and it's wonderful. It's, it's truly helpful. Thank you, Dan. I'm really, really glad it helped you. I, I, you know, and I've loved that since you moved to Auckland, um, you've been one of those people that have carried on and paid back the help that, you know, that you got from the group. So I really thank you for that. So mm, you bet. what are your plans now then? I'm going to, uh, what are you doing today? <laughs> right. Right. You retired. So, <laughs> yeah. So just to back up a little bit. So when we first moved here, I still had work going on in the U S so for that full year, I still did some stuff that was happening in the U S but in December that ended, I let my real estate license expire. So now I am basically a retired real estate agent. And that's that's a weird position to be in. I'm not used to that term yet. So I know I'll find something else. I just haven't found it yet. And I, I was telling Sherry the other day, I've always done something that I've had passion for and I haven't found that yet. So, but, but I'm still looking as well. Yeah. But even if I don't, even if I stay retired, there's still so much to do. People always say they never knew how they had time to work when they actually retire. And, and I can see how that happens. Your life slows down enough that you fill it with other stuff. Yeah. And we're totally happy with our current position, but there's things that we see we can do better too down the road. So we're, we're working towards those goals. That's that's just fantastic. And before I let you go, I just want to say this is my famous line. Before I let you go, I just want to say one more thing. But when, yes. what, you, what you said there really struck a chord is good on you for trusting that you haven't found it yet and not jumping into something just for the sake of jumping into it. Because I yeah. think this is this is and I'm, I'm, it's a shame Brian's not here to, to talk about this. But when we we'd only been here two years. And Brian, you know, we were so busy. Brian was doing his plumbing. He was cleaning the septic tanks out and all the rest of it. You know that story. He had to do a lot yeah. of rubbish stuff to get his visa. And and then we jumped into building this house. And then after that, Brian wasn't working. And I know part of it was to do with money and we needed money and everything, but he jumped straight in to a business partnership and stayed in that partnership for seven years. And it wasn't his passion. It wasn't what he wanted yeah. to do. He just did it out of, uh, you know, like that, uh, uh, what's the word, panic. Like, oh, shit, like, yeah. you know, I'm not working. I'm not bringing in money. Watch, like, oh, I'll do that. So I'm so proud of you for being strong enough to go, do you know what? I haven't found my passion yet, but that's fine. It will come because it will. But good on you yeah. for not just jumping into something and being stuck there and thinking, how did I get, why, why am I doing this? You know, so I've, that's that's really inspiring, Dan. Really inspiring. Yeah. Well, it's true too. I mean, we I have I've looked at jobs that I thought, well, I guess I could do that, but but when it came down to it, I don't think I could have. I think I would have been unhappy, and yeah. and I would have done I wouldn't have done anybody any any benefit by being there. 
I mean, I've got very strict rules. I don't, I don't want to work Saturdays, Sundays. I don't want to work evenings. <laughs> I've done all that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> really specifically, I want to work Monday, th- Wednesday, and Thursday. That's that's it. Yeah. <laughs> so if I can find that, if anybody out there has that job that still pays well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> then I'm interested. Yeah. Plus you, plus you can't work Wednesday morning because you're doing a podcast with me. So that that's out. That's, that's right. <laughs> Oh, yeah. And flexibility to take time off. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Dan, I've absolutely loved, loved, loved chatting to you today. And I'm just we we covered everything, didn't we, that we wanted to cover. I just feel like I've really got to know you in this hour. It's been great. Yeah. So should we get together again and do a catch up in in six months or so when you've bought your house? Because I'd love to hear about that. And if you think it's worthwhile, Sherry and I could do it together because we bounce off each other very nicely as well. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, let's do that. Let's do me and Brian and you and Sherry and we can just talk to each other and just like you say, just have that for people that that would be lovely. And I'm going to say now, if you're if you're watching this and you want to watch Sherry's video that I made with her, it was called Swapping America for New Zealand. That's Dan's wife, Sherry. It's a fabulous video. She talks all about leaving her job in America, where she too was very high up in her job and comes to Auckland to be a midwife, a work night. She was a midwife, wasn't she? She worked as a midwife. No. She, yeah. She was a nurse on, on the floor. So not a midwife there. And it's, it's kind of different in the U S from here, but she was, a, she was a labor and delivery nurse, uh, for a while. And right, um, that's right. I worked I with she, the midwives. Yeah. You know? I knew she was talking about bathing babies and things like that. And it was just, it's mm-hmm. a fascinating video. So just I'll, I'll link to that at the end of this video and you can go and, uh, and meet Dan's wife, Sherry. So until so I meet one you, last thing. Oh, go on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> one last thing is I'm, I'm, <laughs> is I'm highly competitive and, and that's what drives me is competition and not that I have to win, but I like competition. She got like 11,000 views on hers. So if I could beat that, that would be wonderful. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> okay, we'll give it a go. <laughs> That's fantastic. Okay, sounds good. <laughs> okay, I'll speak to you soon, Dan. Thanks so much. Okay, see ya. Okay, bye. Uh-huh, bye. Bye. I really hope you enjoyed that show as much as I enjoyed recording it. If you're moving to New Zealand and you are interested in joining the Slack group, the private community group that we raved about and talked about on today's show, then you need to head over and get our free five day video guide. This is a video guide that sends you a video every day for five days sharing some aspect of what life in New Zealand is like. It's absolutely free. And then when you get to the fifth day, you'll be given the option of whether or not you want to join the private community, the one that we talked about. It's a fabulous, fabulous resource. I don't need to say anything more because you've already heard all about it. Go over, take the free five day video guide, get to day five, and then you can decide whether or not you'd like to be a member and join our private community along with me and Brian and all those other fabulous people that are walking along the same path as you and making the move to New Zealand. So head on over to www.nzahead.com forward slash free. Head on over to www.nzahead.com forward slash free and get your free five day video guide, get to day five, and then you decide if you wanna come and join us in our private membership group. I hope to see you on the other side.